Test one, two. Test one, two. No, say something. Say hi. Good morning. Hello, Chris. Okay, good. <clears throat> so let's leave this right here. Just got it. <clears throat> hi, and welcome to Happy Hour Radio. Uh, this is your host, Christopher Chan, out here in Walla Walla for our in the vid. No, no. See, I hate when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> Figure it out. Hey, welcome to Happy Hour Radio. It's your host, Christopher Chan, out here in Walla Walla, um, speaking with Mary Turi Derby from Dama Wines. Uh, no, I didn't like that either. Uh, that wasn't too bad. I know. Um, take three. Hey, welcome to Happy Hour. This is your host, Christopher Chan, uh, speaking in Walla Walla. <laughs> I didn't like that either. This is harder. I'm usually standing. Okay, maybe you should stand. Okay. <laughs> Take four. Hey, welcome to Happy Hour Radio. I'm your host, Christopher Chan, out here in Walla Walla Valley for the 30th anniversary of the Walla Walla Valley Wine Region. Um, this is part of our In the Vineyard series, and I'm here today speaking with Mary Turi Derby of Dama Wines. Mary, welcome to Happy Hour. Thank you, Christopher. So tell me, how did you get started in the wine business? Well, it's a long story, like many of us have great, wonderful stories of how we got into the industry. Um, I'd been in the restaurant industry for a number of years in San Francisco and Chicago, working with great uh, wine buyers, uh, chefs from Judy Rogers of Zuni Cafe to Sylvie, De- uh, what's her name, Sylvie, Sylvie Lely, who um, was the wine director at uh, Zuni Cafe. Probably, I was a young... 20-some-year-old girl, lived in Minnesota, really didn't know anything about food and wine, moved out to San Francisco in 1988, doors opened, and fell in love with great food and great wine. Well, that's a great place to, of course, San Francisco is an epicenter of, of wine and It food. was. Were you, in your wine, uh, excuse me, in the restaurant industry, were you on the server side or back of the house? Server side. Okay, fun. So, you're a people person. Very much and so. And you liked, uh, in the hospitality industry. As in my blood, um, and also at that time, I was uh, learning to become an opera singer, so there was, all, you know, the, the whole really? restaurant scene is always about performance, so this has been <laughs> hand in hand with me. Um, of, you know, singing, art, and food, and wine. It couldn't have gotten any better. Now, are you a, uh, you said you started in Chicago? Um, actually, I grew up in Minnesota. In Minnesota. Yes. And so my father and one of my uncles, one of my Italian uncles, would bring Concord grapes. Concord. Concord grapes. Uh, and they had their little uh, little still in the basement, and a I still well a little you know a little bare, a little press. Oh, and press. They, okay. I shouldn't say still. Yeah. Well, my, one of my uncles did have a, a still, but uh, they had a little barrel press, and um, they made really bad wine. Really bad wine. Really bad wine. But it worked. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember going into the cellar and smelling that, and uh. just like, I think that's my father. Of course, you know says, Mary, this is the reason why you're doing this now is because of me. That's it, the imprint <laughs> early on. We're speaking with uh, Mary Turi Derby here in Walla Walla, part of our In the Vineyard series. Uh, she's the owner, uh, co-owner, founder of Dama Wines. If you'd like to check out her website, visit damawines.com. And um, so, Mary, where is the old country for you? The old country. 
Um, Where's dad from? Dad is a Finlander. He's a, a Finlander. Fin. Okay. Yes. And my mother is Slovenian. Very good. So, and then with a lot of Italian mixed within other sides of relatives. But, of course, uh, some spice. But I grew up in northern Minnesota, uh, the area actually of where Robert Mondavi had lived and was born and raised. I think he left Minnesota when he was like 10 or so. But his family was originated from my people. Ah, country. okay. And so you followed him out to California <laughs> That's then. It. And so um, you were in California. What what year was that? Uh, San Francisco. I moved into San Francisco. Was it 1988? Experienced the great uh, uh, earthquake of 89, '89. I think it was yeah. during the World Series. That was frightening and. Um, and that, you know, the whole experience there was, uh, amazing. I, as I said, I was a you know, very small town girl, not really knowing much about food, had no idea that salmon was a real fish. Yeah, because I think my mother just made salmon loaf from cans. So I had oh. no idea. And, and wine was something out of a jug. So I think once I moved out to San Francisco, it just doors opened like, Oh, look at all this great produce. Look at all this simple food that you can make with beautiful produce. Uh, and the wine that, you know, and just then the idea of what wine was, California wine to French wine. I learned so much in those four or five years of working there. And then I moved, then, um, moved on to Chicago and was a wine director at the restaurant Spruce and worked with, uh, Brian Duncan, who was a great mentor and great, uh, uh has a phenomenal palate and vocabulary of wine and passion for wine. And so... Uh, he gave me a lot of, lot of my joy and love of wine. We all have a mentor, someone who leads the way, or clears the path, or sets us in that path. I, yeah, I was very fortunate to have a couple really great people to to learn from, and you know, I think the best thing I learned from all of them was that wine was something so to be enjoyed with your friends. This and, is true, and not to be so caught up in scores and analyzing it to death, but. No, I, I mean, I love great wines. I love good wines. I don't know so much love bad wines. We well, did you know, it one time, apparently. <laughs> apparently, I did. <laughs> I'm way past that point. <laughs> so, you, uh, how did you get to Walla Walla? Uh, in, let's see, let's see, I think 19, no, no, excuse me, 2000, I think, no, it was 1999, Devon, 1998, Devon's family, um, Dean and Sherry Derby, who um, have a ranch out here, Wheat Ranch, uh, that had been in the genera- uh, family for generations. They started growing grapes in, um, I think it was around 1996. They approached Devin and I to come out to Walla Walla and start up the winery. They were selling grapes to Leonetti, to Reiniger, and I think Ron Coleman from Tamarack. Um, and they saw that there was a, you know, something really viable as far as let's make the next step. And uh, Devin at that time was, he was in the film industry and in and out of work. And, um, and I, you know, I was the one that enjoyed wine, been in the industry for a number of years. And, you know, you put that carrot in front of us and we couldn't say no, I guess. Um, And so we moved out here in 2000 for the harvest of 2000. Devin was out here about a month before I um, moved out because I had my son Simon in September 9th of 2000. So he came home for the birth and then headed back out to Walla Walla. <laughs> and then I moved out shortly after. Um, they call that a cameo appearance. Oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you know, it was really, uh, we both dove into it. We worked with the Walla Walla Vintners for two years as far as uh, the uh, Gordian Miles consulting with us. Um, we thought, before we had moved out here, we really thought about the brand, what Spring Valley was, and how we were going to move ahead with this. The ranch was called Spring Valley Ranch. It was. Okay, yeah. and so you just adopted that name we because adopted. you had the grapes growing there exactly. and it created a brand called Spring Valley Wine, right? Exactly. The winery? The winery yeah. and vineyard. Okay. Um, you know, then the whole idea of family heritage, and Devin was a photographer, and so they had some amazing family historical photographs that we just decided let's let's go down oh, that direction right. and nobody was at that time nobody was really doing anything like that except for uh rick small right in a different way yes he did in a, in a small wasn't way family, but it but wasn't he was the founders of the pioneers right? exactly whoa, but whoa. um i think that the photograph the family photographs that they had were so stunning or are so stunning and um they they hit a core with people especially uriah and um I look at that photograph and it was so stately, but yet it wasn't, it, he welcomed you. You know, sometimes those turn of the century photographs, they were very hard edged and they were very serious. Yeah, there, somber, there was something serious. in his eye that just like twinkled that you knew that, the, you know, that photograph brought you in. So let's set this up for our listeners. Um, we're speaking of Spring Valley Winery. If you've seen the labels, they're very, they are very striking. And these are all pictures of the Derby family, correct? Yeah. Of actually, uh, the Corcoran family. Corcoran family, excuse of, me, yes. Of Sherry, Devin's mother. Got it. Yes. And uh, so there's a, a label called Frederick and Uri Uriah. Uriah was Uriah. the homesteader. Frederick was Uriah's son. Nina Lee. Nina Lee. Uh, was married to Frederick. And that yeah. was Devin's grandmother. Yeah, those are very, those are iconic bottles. They now are, you know. So you know, we really threw something out there that nobody else was doing. And we had a great time putting those together. Um, Winemaking, we did that together. I had, you know, definitely Devin was the the hard worker doing the punch downs, doing, you know, doing the manual hard, labor. The manual labor. Uh -huh. um, I came in and we talked about what barrel selections and what the blends were going to do, were going to be. And so any of the blends were from my palate of those early years. Cool, taking and, the wine director role. You know, <laughs> that's a good balance. We've got uh, the manual and we got the cerebral. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, and so it was a perfect marriage. Uh, and uh, you know, it we came out of the gate full speed, and we won some really great accolades early on that really astounded us. Now, Devin and I and the rest of the juries never really thought that you know we were just making some wine. We never expected that. Uh, the 2000 vintage would get a 94 points and then become the 13th um, top. I think it was the 13 and two for that year uh, with the wine spectator. Oh yeah, that's you know, I mean that just blew us away. Right. You know, and that definitely put us on the map. And the following year, we got you know again great scores. And so um, it was really exciting. You know, and unfortunately, you know, Devin, the, you know, had a tragic death in 04, mm -hmm. and uh, things turned upside down. And was I, that what season was it, 04? 04 was the season where... Was it the, winter? It was... Oh, uh, he had the accident of November of 04. Okay, so after, right after harvest. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And that was coming off of a really tough uh, vineyard season, actually. I think the, we had the freeze... The freeze in 04? before that. Yeah. Uh, so it was a tough fall. 
All the way around. And, and who, <laughs> who came in to help save the day at the time? Well, Serge had always been there, Serge Lavelle. Serge? Yes. Got so it. He took over the winemaking okay. after that. And, you know, it's, it's a long, there's a lot of water under that bridge. Yeah, so um, it's a great brand. Uh, they've expanded through, you know, through the buying out of Chat, of, with Chateau Saint Michel yep. coming on board and such. So, um, you started a new label after that, right? So I t after Devin passed away, I took a couple of years off, not knowing sh for sure what to do. Um, I had one of the wonderful things about this community that many people know that it's we stick by each other. And uh, I've never worked in such an amazing community of people that have that are so willing to help you out in so many different ways. Um, I had nine uh, wineries donate a barrel of wine after Devin passed away, and we all bottled it. And it was it was called my bottle of love. I you know put a label on it with a photograph of Devin, and it was mainly Syrah with who um, again? It was Charles Smith and. And Christophe Baron and, and Eric from Dunham Cellars and Walla Walla Vintner guys and um, Tamarack. Awesome. I mean, it's just this, you know, this whole group of people that... That's a testament know, to the fabric of the community. It is. It? it really is. A, you know, from bottles that were donated to cork to label to the, you know, everybody donated a barrel, barrel of wine. Of, you know, this is unheard yeah, of. That's, uh, that's an know, investment in its own exa Exactly. And... That little investment helped me, you know, financially stay here and then start up, ultimately, uh, helped me start up Dama. We're speaking with Mary Turi Derby of Dama Wines, who uh, was one of the founders of Spring Valley Vineyard here on Happy Hour Radio. Um, we are in the vineyard here in Walla Walla, and this is part of our In the Vineyard series. Um, coming up on the show, we're going to be speaking with Gordy Veneri of Walla Walla Vintners and Casey McClellan of Seven Hills Winery today. Um, so stay tuned to Happy Hour Radio. Great. So um, I'll just let this run. So okay. we'll talk about how Dama got started, and then we'll move into um, the wine. Okay, good. Okay. All right. Uh, welcome back to Happy Hour Radio. Uh, we are in the vineyard today with Mary Turi Derby of Dama Wines here in Walla Walla Valley. And um, Mary, tell us how Dama Wines got started. Well, after taking a couple of years off, uh, I decided I needed to get back on the proverbial horse and get going <laughs> on something. Um, so at that time, uh, I had just met uh, Dawn Kammer, who became my business partner and who and she had just finished the analogy program and so we started talking and spent many weeks just kind of going over things and what we wanted to do and um, and lo and behold little by little you know the game plan just started and and Dama uh, was when we started in 2007 I think it was and um, Dama comes from the first two initials of our names, and then Don, and, Don and Mary, Mary. and then it. it means woman in Spanish. And we thought, how great is this? That is you know? great. Uh, how perfect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? uh, and so, you know, we just started making a little bit of wine. Um, I had some other, you know, doing a little custom crush here and there. We juggled a lot of different things, or, you know, never really having one certain spot. We made wine sometimes at the community college. A little bit of Dunham Cellars at one point. We were, you know, definitely all over the place, which is okay because I did negotiant work as far as at that time nobody was really 
find that much bulk wine it, it, as it is today. It's getting more and more difficult to find decent bulk juice out there and such. And so we, you know, I thought people thought of negotiants as a dirty word. Like, oh, you mean... Right. You know what I mean? But it's like this negotiant is something that people have done for years. And we'll set this up for our listeners. Negotiant is a French word, a French term, which means really means middleman, I believe. Um, okay. I'm not sure what the exact uh, dictionary think- definition is. But a negotiant will um, purchase pre-made wine and sometimes grapes to make mm-hmm. wine, but then they'll put their own label on it and Correct. then sell it as their own. Um, lots that's very common in Burgundy. Very so common. you were playing the negotiant well, role. That's what I was playing for a couple of years, making a little bit of our own, but that ma- majority of our wine was negotiant. I had a great number of handshakes with people that I respected and, uh, and loved their style and knew that I could come in and go, okay, I want these barrels, I want these uh, grapes from this vineyard here, and ultimately they would make my wine, but I'd come in and say, okay, I'm doing these blends, and we'll bottle up, and, and it's Dama. And it was my, you know, our, our uh, definitely our uh, imprint imprint on it, yeah, and our characters characteristics in the bottle were, yeah. were Dama. I think I would like yeah. to be a blender, too. It's- <laughs> I'm going to make uh, this pizza sauce or this spaghetti. Exactly. Oh, it needs a little more of this. I know, Perfect. I know. I Aren't I great? That, actually. <laughs> I, you know, I'm really a terrible baker. Um, and, uh, but I, you, I can get in a kitchen and you throw me any ingredient, I can throw something together. I have, no, I, I have very little patience for some things, and I think that I'm, I'm much better at <laughs> coming in and fine-tuning things at yeah, the end of the yes, day. Is that, is the that day. really bad to say? No, no, know. it's perfect. It's, it's honest. We love that. Uh, speaking with Mary Turi Derby, uh, co-founder and owner now of uh, Dama Wines here in Walla Walla Valley. If you'd like to check out her wines, and she's got um, wonderful labels and wonderful wines on damawines.com. So, uh, Tell us more about the first vintage that you, first few years. Did you make two wines, three wines, how many blends, etc.? We did a Cab, uh, Cab and Chardonnay and a little Syrah. And let's see, uh, oh, five, I believe I had, oh, 05 was sort of the first fruit that I got. Okay, so this 05 was fruit, so you were releasing yeah. wines in 07? 07, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um... You know, we were very small. I think we we're under a thousand cases at that time, with a little bit of cab, a little Syrah, and a little Chardonnay. Now I've up to about almost three thousand cases. I think we're at, and most of that. Now the 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 role is changing. I'm making more of my wine. I still have a few contracts out with who I'm playing with with a couple of my other wines, but um, been at uh, making wine at Artifacts for the past couple of years. Yeah, that's a great facility. Really great facility. Yeah, it, there's a lot of people making yeah, wine there, yeah. and it's um, very convenient and uh, efficient. Very and efficient. And that's uh, uh, Norm McKibben owns Norm that? Norm McKibben and uh, Jean-François Pilet. Jean-François. Yes. And so, it's always a good group of people there, you know. And, and it, I like it because I feel like it's an artist studio. I can go in there and talk to a number of different winemakers, and we can just shoot the shit, if I can say that. Um, and, you know, and... You know, play off different ideas and, you know, find out what they're doing. And uh, everybody's really very open to what's going on. Yeah, it's a collective of yes. people who are, um, make, are there art, and artists, you know, after, absolutely. You know, and I've, I think that's one of the things that I've learned also through, whether it's winemaking, being in this business, to 
when I was studying singing that the collective is always so much more, so much greater than just, you know, the one. The energy. The, and yeah, it's, I love being able to collaborate with people. It makes me so like-minded. You know, yeah. Well, like-minded or not like, you know, I mean, if I'm like-minded well, people in the same vein, same vein. But sometimes when somebody disagrees with me, I, you know, it makes you even think about it more of, yeah, of, of a different avenue. And so I love that. I love being challenged in that way because otherwise I get, I get a little bored and stagnant. And that's why winemakers have so many new varietals they get to play with because, you know, well, you, it's new and exciting. It's new and exciting. And also I don't get bored in this business because there's so many hats to wear. People think, oh, you know, you just want making wine. Well, yes, I, you know, that's happening. But, you know, I'm also, you know, the vineyards too. I also have to figure out how to market this. Oh, there's social media now that I have to deal with. There's a lot of hats that I wear. And as a business owner, then I have that many more hats to wear. So it's a lot of juggling. But as a Gemini that I am. Oh, great. <laughs> it actually keeps me very stimulated and happy. Stimulated and balanced, right? You've got right. Uh, left brain, right brain. <laughs> Speaking with Mary Terry Derby here on Happy Hour Radio, part of our uh, In the Vineyard series. And I'm here in Walla Walla Valley, and we're chatting about uh, Dama Wines. And um, you picked up a partner, right? To... I did. Well, oh, so my business, my initial business partner, Don Cameron, left about a year, a little over a year ago. So she's no longer involved in the business. My new partner, who has been on board for three years now, is Judith Shulman, and she's just a great business, smart, astute woman. That's great. Good. Is lawyer. she local? Uh, Seattle, and but has lived okay. here now for the past, I think, full two years now, and she's been a wonderful business partner. I'm very excited to see where we're going. I also um, hired Allie Mayfield as a wine consultant. She had worked with uh, Forgeron. Oh, yes. I know. yes. Oh, no, excuse me, not Forgeron, Foundry. Foundry, that's Foundry. right. Yes. Foundry. So she's been amazing to work with. We are good collaborating now. So I've got a good powerhouse of gals. I have a got, wonderful yeah. girl, that, actually, young woman that's working the tasting room, and she's bubblicious. And your tasting room is down on Main Street in Walla Walla. Yes. When it's yeah. lovely. I know this is a brand new space, well, it, relatively new, about a year old now. Oh, it'll be two, it's two years. Oh, oh my two goodness. years, I know. Now, I love my new space. It's great. Yeah. And people really enjoy it. Very it inviting, really very sexy, good. and yeah. just warm. Yeah, yeah. And you've uh, you brought two wines today, and, and you said early on you made Chardonnay, Cabernet, and Syrah. Syrah, and then I'm, um, I brought my second vintage of a Grenache blend. So this is, I'm very excited about working with Grenache, uh, doing a GSM, Grenache Sorrel Morved Dribbler. Very exciting grape. In fact, yeah. we're sitting here uh, in the Yellowbird Vineyard where we have Grenache and Morvedra and Syrah as oh, well here are. for the we'll Chan family. We'll see what happens. Um, and the first wine we're going to taste here is the Dama Chardonnay. It's the 2012, and this is a blend of Columbia Valley grape sources, Correct. right? It's sage, mainly sage more with a little Connerly. Okay. So I had to have a little Walla Walla, but uh, I think there's... It's 90% Sagemore. And I like the fact that it's uh, Stelvin or Screwtop, Twist Off. I've been working with Screwtop for a while now. I still love, uh, I love my cork, and I will keep to a couple different bottlings with cork, but for the most part, I, I 90% of my wines now are doing Stelvin, the screw cap. I think I like whites to be screw top because mm -hmm. they're chilled, and you can just pop it in there. You don't have to worry about a cork if you're out in, with, in the 
on the picnic or the cooler, you can stick it in ice and not worry about it spilling. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I, I still have. I love my whites doing screw cap, but um, I have a couple of my reds that are screw cap too, and I, you yeah, know, I thought right people on. would have issues with it, but nobody has. Not anymore. Not I mean, anymore. You know? we've, <laughs> we've gone past. We've that. got wine in cans and, exactly. and wines in kegs. So um, this is the 2012 uh, Dama Chardonnay so from Columbia Valley. I'm just releasing this, um, and so I've worked with Sagemore for uh, a few years now, and I just really love the fruit quality out of Sagemore. It's always been really bright and rich and kind of fleshy tones, a lot of pear. Uh, the 2012 is spectacular. I, I think it's my, been my favorite vintage. Interesting you say Sagemore because uh, last night we were both at the 30th anniversary for Walla Walla Valley mm -hmm. Wine Celebration. And was it Figgins or Small who said the first vineyard source for them was Sagemore? One of them was, did. I think it was um, Rick. Yeah, he said Sagemore. So way back then, he was sourcing he grapes. Exactly. One of the first wines in Walla Walla Valley. And today, it continues to be a great source for many of the wineries uh, in our state because it's a fantastic... It's, um, it's Sagemore. That's Kent Walser, right? Right. Yeah. And there's Winebow. I mean, it's a huge site. Bacchus, Winebow, Sagemore, yeah, yeah. and Dionysus. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah, so. great names. <laughs> well, I, this is a, a, a lovely Chardonnay. It's, I like my Chardonnays just to be chilled, but not overly chilled because uh, you get just a sense of the... The body and the balance. Mm -hmm. um, was this slightly barrel fermented? It was all barrel fermented. All barrel. Okay. Because yes. I get some and, of that texture. And, and I like to keep it in barrels. Um, but all one, mainly two-year-old, a little one-year-old. Um, on barrel for, what, six months? I think about this. Two, yeah, six months. And just, you know, aged surlees. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, it's uh, to me, it really showcases the fruit. I mean, I like to have that richness and went through malolactic, so you have that, you know, Creamy, a little creaminess. Right? Uh, but the acidity to me is still really bright. It's really a fresh Chardonnay. And it's a great food Chardonnay also. I agree. This says, um, you know, 12 was a, a good vintage, mm -hmm. meaning it was warm, um, mm -hmm. not, not overly warm. Um, this has... Uh, Apple, Gala apple, yellow apple, peach, Meyer lemon. Is that a lot going on? Right? Yeah, there's a lot of flavor there. And I, I too appreciate the uh, Burgundian style of winemaking where it's barrel fermented mm -hmm. uh, with uh, partially new or, you know, mostly just a touch of oak. I, I like the touch. It's just like that. that little kiss of it. Just, and, a, just a little playful hint of like a little vanilla or a little softness to it. And the rest, I want the Chardonnay to, you know. Yeah, in the Lees contact, when we say Sir Lee for our happy hour listeners, that means on the Lees. Sir is a French word for on, and Lee is, well, <laughs> a word for Lees, meaning the yeast inside the barrel. And that adds creaminess and texture through a chemical process called autolysis. So this is the uh, 2012 Dama Chardonnay Columbia Valley. And what would a bottle of this run uh, on the It line? runs retail 21. Yeah. So uh, very affordable, I think, in my eyes. I mean, you know. It's a good bottle of wine. It's a great I mean, you're paying for barrels, for yeah. you're paying for uh, winemaking and um, time in the barrel, of course. Exactly. I, I, I like the fact that it's uh, it's rich on the palate. I mm -hmm. think when you, a lot of times we've overlooked Chardonnay because it was such a popular drink in the 90s. It's like, okay, well, I'm past that. But really, what I like about white wines, to be honest, is that it doesn't fatigue me. So I can have two or three white wines. I can drink white wine all day, well, yes. all day long, unfortunately. And we do. <laughs> and we do here, Walla Walla. <laughs> no, but I do. Uh, 
and just because the acidity and the lightness and you know I'm not to say that white wines are lighter less it's the tannin I think that tires us out exactly that's yes exactly Um, so uh, we are here with Mary Terry Derby uh, co-owner and founder of Dama Wines uh, part of the uh, Happy Hour Radio in the Vineyard series Um, we've got another wine we'll be tasting this is the Grenache Blend uh, when we come back on Happy Hour Radio Are you doing okay? We're doing great. Okay. 